sometimes I think the internet was a mistake. I mean, granted, my whole job is predicated on the existence of the internet. Uh, sort of. I mean, pretty, yeah, pretty much, yeah. But still. Sometimes I fantasize about all the, like, skilled manual labor jobs, like the previous kinds of engineers before computer engineering was a thing that I might have been in a different time. Yeah. But alas. <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather was a machinist. Um, he made machines for a company that made tape like you know not scotch tape but along those lines apparently it was very complicated and very skilled labor and uh that's what my grandfather did i probably would have ended up a secretary or a school teacher if we were in yield and days and that would have sucked because i'm not like particularly well suited especially for being a school teacher but anyway <laughs> I mean, I guess the internet isn't so bad by itself. It's just all of the things that we've put on it, such as assholes, Nazis, and really terrible devices. Yeah, a lot of those. Um, we have a couple of small grab bag items for this before we get to the uh, really big one. And uh, we'll start with uh, this thing that just looks like... So it's it's a nightlight. And it has an RGB LED in it. And instead of a normal thing, like, you know, letting that let you unnecessarily pick which color it's going to be. <laughs> uh, um, no, what that is for is to be a giant glorified version of ye old Blackberry blinking red light. I remember my first few smartphones had blinking red lights on them to tell me, or sometimes it was green, other times it was blue. But anyway, yeah, to tell me when I had notifications. And I haven't thought about that in a really long time, and I do not miss it at all. And the very last <laughs> thing I would ever, ever want, and I'm like a low volume tweeter, and I like my and I don't get very many notifications about anything ever really. But like, I can't think of anything worse for my sleep cycle and general mental well being than a little thing that plugs into my wall whose sole purpose is to tell me when somebody's tweeting at me like, no, <laughs> it's, a, it's yeah. a night. It's a nightlight. It's supposed to like, you know, you're asleep. You want it dark, but not so dark that you trip over the cat on the way to the bathroom. Uh, Which, I don't. By need the it. way, colored lights aren't good for for cats or for not tripping for seeing as a person. <laughs> right. We tend to do better with white or yeah. or yellowish off white. Mm. Uh. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, when you are using this as a nightlight, it is times when you don't give a crap about your notifications, especially like the ones that use in examples, which are like the lowest of your triage of important notifications, like that you have any email at all. Yeah, I definitely don't want to know about my email in the middle of the night. I, I mean... Or that the I'm West the Coast opposite. is tweeting at you because it's only 10 p.m. there, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that actually happens to me. Like, I'm going to have to, like, adjust my my do not disturb <laughs> settings because I'm in this um, Facebook group conversation that's been going on for a few months. <laughs> and I think everybody else in it is on the West Coast. So, oh, like, dear. <laughs> yeah. So they'll be, like, just getting started at, like, 11. And I think 11 is my 
cutoff time for do not disturb but like i think i needed to set it to like 10 or 10 30 because i just don't want to engage in anything (laughs) (laughs) when it's after 10 really i should just like i don't know yeah like i i already do the opposite of this nightlight which is turn on do not disturb because i don't want to know like so i you know i have a few favorites people who can call me like my mom can call me (laughs) <laughs> that one's <it's>, important. <laughs> yeah. Um, for reasons which we'll get to when we get to our big item. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's such a just such a terrible idea. And like, I want to skip ahead like to the to the only thing that I could think of that's actually dumber than this. You found these robot <laughs> suitcases. Why? <laughs> Why? For when you can't drag your rolling suitcase yourself, you need to have a little scooter built into it, which, by the way, let's talk about how that's powered. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like the realistic use would be, you know, for people that are um, disabled. But um, of course, that's not what the inventors were going for. They were going for a futuristic robot that uh, follows you around. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. But I also bet that it's that anything of this kind would be priced well out of the range of many disabled people who tend not to be overflowing with cash. Yeah. Um, and if you can afford one of these, you could probably, you'd probably uh, better spend that money on a, a personal mobility device, which might have some carrying capacity with it anyway. Um, so... But yeah, you mentioned uh, how these things are powered. So uh, a mobility device has different TSA rules than like just like a laptop in general. And it's hard to tell where these would fall. But if these are not considered a mobility device, and there's been all sorts of horror stories with people trying to get uh, like alternative devices on planes, like, you know, like the the Segway without a uh, a top on it. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. I mean, hell, even with fully, you know, approved medical devices like powered wheelchairs, right. you can usually get them on, but you may not be able to get it off. And if you do, it may not be in one piece. Right. There's some, like, really bad horror stories about that sort of thing. Um, and I really... I think uh, it would be pretty difficult to make the case for this. <laughs> I mean, for my robot suitcase needs to come on this plane. Right. Um, so the the issue is that, you know, a, uh, a robot needs power. <laughs> um, and a useful robot needs a lot of power. And right now the uh, limit for flying is uh 100 watt hours or 20,000 milliamp hours and that is why there are so many USB batteries that are exactly that size right um and if you think that's going to power your robot for you know like crossing a fairly large airport you know maybe not going to happen unless you want to sit down and keep <laughs> charging it all the time yeah like you have to stop every like 10 feet or so to like plug in your robot suitcase. Yeah, especially if you know you've loaded it down with you know clothes and stuff. 
Right. And people do pack their, like, carry-ons. Oh, to the gills. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single person. I do not. Also, I generally only carry carry-ons that will fit under the seat in front of me because mm. I don't want to deal with the overhead compartment. Oh, I, I only use laptop bags. You know, that's kind of the nice thing about Amtrak is that there was plenty of space. Oh, yeah. For stuff. And your person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The bathrooms were horrifying, but not worse than an airplane, really. Oh, I, I found them to be far better than any plane I've been on. Um, like, even the worst Amtrak bathroom I've been in was huge by comparison. Well, yeah, it was large, but it wasn't nice. Well, okay. Like, it was <laughs> weird, and but it, but it is true that I could turn around in it, <laughs> like, without, you, you know... You didn't I, have to use the word maneuver. I could extend my elbows if I needed to, like... I, it wasn't, like, exactly the width of my person. <laughs> so, you know, I have to, like, stand on my toes and kind of pirouette to get to the sink. Um, but anyway, the reason this stupid uh, robot suitcase was in the news because um, last week or a week ago, or I don't care, um, was CES, which is a consumer electronics show, which is basically a showcase for vaporware. Um, vaporware, of course, meaning products that are demoed and don't ship ever. Right. And this suitcase will probably join them because the demo failed horribly. It just kept falling over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That actually is kind of a difficult um, problem with su with suitcases in general and specifically one that you will not be holding. <laughs> yeah. So balancing that would be, uh, I mean, you're basically building <laughs> a little segue that is a suitcase in the best case scenario where you can actually like have it have like um what is that called? Gyroscopic yeah. self-balancing? Right. Which it obviously doesn't because it kept falling over. Yeah. Uh, so it's either... And, and at that point, you've got you've to ask yourself, am I trying too hard? Perhaps this is not the correct thing to be doing. Yeah. And in fact, um, there was another robot suitcase. And trying to look up any additional information on it led to their Indiegogo campaign page as the top result, which oh, means I don't think it's happened yet. That's so sad. Now, the funny thing is that, like, this technologically is a solved problem. It's just in a much, 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 much higher price range because robot strollers are a thing. But, you know, really, they cost as much as cars. You can buy an autonomous vehicle to put your baby in? Yeah. So and people do that? Um, well, it's mainly meant for like jogging. So if you're like the 1% and you like to go jogging, but you want to bring your baby instead of leaving her with your nanny. But they make jogging strollers that you just operate in the usual fashion by pushing them. Yeah. <laughs> but, and... but anyway, the in the jogging <laughs> stroller that's powered by a robot, you wear a wrist something so it can Bluetooth with you and it just stays a set number of feet away from you and doesn't roll down hills and would yeah totally over engineered as well but you know it's just funny that this is something that another industry has solved it just at a ridiculous price point i but just can't it, it's neither of them need to exist no i can't get over this this is totally new information for me these self-driving baby strollers i just can't like my mother would never ever have put me in a self-driving stroller and then you know, let go of it and not like had her hands on it at all times. 
That would just that would not have happened. Yeah, I mean, I could see myself compromising with like a uh, like a self propelled stroller, like a self propelled lawnmower, right? Where you have to like hold the thing down, or otherwise it just shuts off. Yeah, and and stops and like has a break. Yeah. <laughs> that seems that, <laughs> that seems, seems like... fail safe enough. Yeah, because like <laughs> I, I just <laughs> man, rich people are so weird. Um, but they probably aren't going to get these. Well, they might have more expensive self-driving suitcases <laughs> in the future. Who knows? God, what a dystopia. Um, <laughs> uh, so the big story. Um, right. And uh, and I'm surprised I haven't seen this name more often than I have, uh, which is the uh, Hawaiian Missile Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty, so my uh, entire, the rest of my nuclear family lives in Hawaii. Um, and I'm actually a little bit offended that they didn't like call or text me when they thought maybe they were all going to die. Because <laughs> there was this thing <laughs> yeah. where everywhere, most people in Hawaii, not everybody, and the people who didn't get the notification are now, you know, upset because what if it had been real um <laughs> they uh every uh, most people in hawaii got a notification on their cell phones that an icbm was incoming and they should take cover <laughs> and so everybody was you know freaking out for like half an hour it was a pretty long freak out um and uh like i only found out about this because our friend nick was like is your family okay and i'm like why wouldn't they be? <laughs> but fortunately, by the time that happened, um, uh, you know, they on Twitter, it, it, they people had tweeted. Nobody like super official. <laughs> I mean, they're like state rep. Um, not, I forget her name. What is her name? Anyway, mm. one of the state reps had tweeted that it was a false alarm, and there were there were no missiles. Uh, headed toward Hawaii. So, you know, I had a pretty brief freak out. But, like, people people were, like, making decisions like, well, sh well, shit, I've got my kid in the car, but I just dropped my other kid off at the airport, and my wife is somewhere else, and, like, where do I go? <laughs> what, do I go get my other kid from the airport? Or is, and I'm like, well, that sounds pretty terrible. That, that sounds like something that shouldn't happen, especially, like, it would have been... One thing under our President Obama, you'd be like, oh, well, this it just doesn't it, it wouldn't have seemed as likely to be true. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> um, so there's so many things that went horribly wrong here, um, mostly regarding um, how. The fact that it was a legitimate false alarm was. uh you know, conveyed because it wasn't sent out using the same system until like 40 minutes later. Yeah, man. Why did that take so long? Yeah. That was like, I, I haven't seen a succinct explanation of why that took so long, but then I haven't really tried that hard to find one either. So, mm, yeah. My bad. But all of the uh, unofficial uh, explanation or not explanations, but um, messages, you know, took about, you know, like 11 minutes, which I mean, I'm, each minute feels like, you know, forever in that <laughs> right. situation. But you think in the scope of things, die. 11 minutes probably isn't too bad. Uh, 
<laughs> My favorite though was the uh, the the Pornhub data. Right. <laughs> in for the state of Hawaii, there's like precipitous drop off. And it's like then... <laughs> down by seventy seven percent, and then like up by twenty five. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> when the people, all clear was given, people were relieved, I guess, um, in more ways than one. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so, and it, it pretty much boils down to just a UX problem in their application, which is not surprising. This is government software. Oh, also, one of the, the other best things was there's a picture of the, I think it's the governor standing in front of a computer with the system on it. And the password yeah. <laughs> is on a post-it note stuck to the monitor right behind him in clear view. Like nobody thought, hey, maybe I should move this post-it note that says password and has the password written on it. Which is clearly transcribable if you manage to get an HD frame of that. Yeah, it's... Uh, I hope they change that. <laughs> ideally. <laughs> uh, so, the and the, the screenshot of the system itself um, is just um, a bunch of un-CSS hyperlinks <laughs> to send out the alert and they're just sort of named whatever. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that like they had the word like test at the end of it instead of the beginning um, and words like statewide at the be it's just um it was really confusing. Yeah, the, the the real and test alert were not consecutively named and clearly named because of how the list sorting worked with how they set it up. Um, and uh, worse than something developed internally by the government, this is actually a vendor application. And if oh you've worked at a university or a government organization and have ever worked with a developer um, who is a vendor, it is, you know, you take the lowest bidder and you get what you get. Um, and... You know, you can set up these templates to say whatever you want. Um, so the uh, the CTO of the uh, vendor had this to say. If you don't follow best practices, the difference between sending live and a demo can be configured to be a small difference, which is, you know, you're holding it wrong for crisis alerts. Why don't you, um, I don't know, throw a little design at your application and make a flag for real or test, that seems easy enough to do. It seems likely that there even is one of those in the database, perhaps. And change the color and add an icon. Now, I'm no designer, but I'm building, I'm building, so we're building an application. We're actually launching it at the end of the week. It's a major overhaul of our, uh, basically the big money maker in my division of the company. And we are adding confirm dialogues on like, everything <laughs> like like everything like oh you want to cancel that are you sure you might lose those two lines those two form fields that you <laughs> filled out <laughs> like we're, we're going like and not in response to this or anything we're just going way overboard with the are you sure messages and it seems like they've gone a little bit underboard with the confirmations although if if they do these enough maybe people just like don't people it's true that people don't read so it's not, they probably aren't like checking to be like, wait, is that the right one? 
I actually do. It's funny. Like Visual Studio, I it has a thing where it'll warn you. It'll ask you, like, are you sure you want to check in that and resolve that and whatever. And I actually do look and make sure that I'm not <laughs> checking anything. Like, because I've almost done that. I've almost checked in, like, stuff that I was explicitly told not to check in. It was like I made a modification to a thing so that you could type any password and it would let you in. And I really needed to not um, check that in ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I I have almost checked it in several times, but there's a warning. Uh, So I don't know how you train that behavior into people, though. I mean, they'll probably be more careful for for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, hopefully the blame does land at the vendor's feet and not at the operator however, you know, careless they were. I mean, yeah, that... they deserve to be in much more trouble for that sticky password than oh, yes. for sending the <laughs> wrong message. That's really <laughs> terrible. But like, what a piece of... I, you know, I did not realize this was vendor software. Um, I thought for sure, based on the screenshots, that it was built in-house because it looks like a real piece of shit. Like, it seems like if you're going to pay money for something, you should, I don't know, it should be minimally sort of professional looking yeah i mean if you pay for something and i see um zero zero f colored hyperlinks uh right you know (laughs) i think i think you could make better applications in like uh filemaker yeah filemaker pro in like 2004 that's still a thing they just had a commercial really yeah like their first ever commercial they used uh actors from the office like it was this big rumored thing for once interesting i didn't uh it realize wasn't a good commercial my um my mother-in-law used to use filemaker pro to to make like little applications for uh, she was in risk management so she would make like little risk management applications for her clients it was, it was actually kind of cool um and it was easy enough to use that she could do that with like no cs background but uh yeah it seems like you could have probably made something like that Although, who knows what kind of systems it has to interface with. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's probably it's probably shit all the way down. Yeah. Um, and speaking of shit all the way down, um, the president was golfing while this happened. Of course he was. Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, so there, of course, are a com- like. Being the president, when this happens, like. <laughs> You you are, of course, notified immediately that um, this alert just went out um, and it is a false alarm. But being the president, you're, you know, made aware of that. Um, and with like, you know, the biggest Twitter account behind like a handful of celebrities, mm-hmm. um, you think maybe he could have tweeted something positive for once, you know, like, you know, just an informational tweet. And like, well, you know. I think his next chronological tweet was, you know, like when he got back to his office and was watching Fox News and complaining about something the left did. As usual. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Hawaii is that it's it's uh, not mostly white people. Of course. It's got a lot of non-white people, in fact. So who cares about that? I'm, I mean, are we sure that he is aware that Hawaii is part of the United States? Because I there mean, is with a the thing... whole birther thing... Um... <laughs> Well, that too, but like even just like regular ignorant people, which he is, um, are sometimes like they they get to Hawaii and they're like, do you take U.S. dollars? Oh, boy. Like I knew a lot of people who worked in tourism because or even just at McDonald's or whatever. And people were like, do you take American money? Like, 
you do know that this is still America, right? <laughs> Remember the part where you didn't need a passport to get here? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure there are flags in the airport and shit. Although there are hotels that fly the Canadian flag. Like there, there's one in particular that I can think of that was, we used to drive past it all the time. And I guess it was a favorite among Canadian guests, or maybe it was owned by Canadians or both, but they, they were flying a Canadian flag. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, the worst part about the golf thing is that like, it makes uh, W's reading to children while 9-11 was happening seem, you know, downright honorable in comparison i mean yeah in that situation (laughs) there is there is a case to be made that you don't want to scare the shit out of a bunch of children so i mean it's a little bit it seems like maybe you could compromise between continuing reading to children and like running out of the room like your hair's on fire because because you did have to deal with some shit some shit was going down yeah like some real shit, uh, not like this fake shit this time. Well, no, except you know it's statewide panic, right? In a state he probably doesn't know is a state. Yeah, and it's a blue state, right? So it extra double doesn't count. Yep. <laughs> so between the uh, BlackBerry and nine eleven reference, do you think any of our young viewers uh, managed to hold on to this one? <laughs> no, but that's fine. <laughs> they can get off my lawn. You know, um, people born after 9-11 are going to vote for the next president. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor children. This has been their whole life. Yep. That's so sad. <laughs> They've never gone to the airport and had it not be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like, the airport was never great, but you used to be able to, like, have this whole experience where you could wait for somebody coming off the plane at the actual gate and like meet them right away and say hi and hug them and whatever or like and like people could wait with you at the actual gate (laughs) yeah it really ruins all the 90s rom-coms it does i mean they can still meet you in baggage claim i guess but it's just it's not not really the same thing no and like you could have, <laughs> you could have liquids in your carry-on luggage. My God, you didn't have to move your shampoo into teeny tiny little bottles or buy new teeny tiny little bottles if you're me. Well, yeah, that that's what it was all about. It's really a conspiracy to just get you to buy more shampoo when you land. Well, it works. <laughs>